Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's uh, a joy to share this time with you, and thank you so much for listening. This is a time that we get to kind of connect the Sundays together and allow um, you to get to know some members of our church, and today is a kind of a special opportunity that we have. Um, I have two of our, our missionaries that we partner with as a church. Um, you would recognize them if you've been around. Um, but for security reasons, to protect them and to protect their ministry, we're going to use different names for them today. So uh, so Kirk and Renee is how we're going to call you uh, today. Thank you for taking time to be here with us and sharing with us. Um, how long have you been back here stateside? Well, first of all, Stephen, thank you for <laughs> um, having us here. Yeah. It's, it's really a privilege to be able to come here in person. Last time we did this, we were zooming it across the world. That's and, right. Yeah. Uh, it's really great to be with y'all here. And um, yeah, we've been back in, in Texas for about a month now. We were in Illinois before that with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a couple months so far yeah. Yeah, for the holidays. Awesome. We're certainly glad to be able to see you and spend some time and getting to worship with you and mm-hmm. that. So uh, grateful for for those opportunities, um, and so you are kind of in a in an area where um, you get to interact with a lot of refugees and that kind of ministry um, there. So could you maybe in a, in, a, in a specific way as you can, as you feel able to, um, maybe share specifically what kind of people you're getting to interact with, what kind of ministry that ends up looking like there. Well, God has given us the privilege of being able to walk alongside refugees from Afghanistan and Iran, so Persian speakers. And we are in an area of Europe where it's it's the crossroads of East and West. And so it's often their first interaction in a Western country Hmm. with open access to Christianity. So it's it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. So specifically, um, you know, what kind of things have you maybe been able to see over the past couple of years? Now, we know that it's been, so you've been there maybe three-ish years. Three years in this location, right. Okay. And um, and that's obviously brought lots of weirdness given <laughs> uh, a global pandemic and uh, a lot of other things. And so maybe if you could share some of the so specific um, uh, modes that you're able to kind of minister there. And then maybe if you feel comfortable sharing some of the struggles that have come with COVID and all that's related to that, but also some of the blessings that have kind of come. So three years ago, when we moved to this new location, uh, we really wanted to just get a lay of the land and, and start to plug in, see who was doing what with with the refugee population there. So we we started out basically serving with a lot of different ministries. There, This is a crossroads again. And so there's a lot of ministries uh, that are there uh, sharing the gospel with refugees. And so we plugged in where we were needed, where we our gifts were, you know, a good fit and just however we could help out. And, and that way we got to know all of the different folks that were working with refugees. And since then... Um, as we've kind of narrowed the focus to see what is the best fit for us, where can we make the most impact, we've kind of uh, honed honed our our target down and and who we work with and where and so forth. And so, actually, that's turned out to be the church that we're a part of. 
um, and they have a, a ministry to refugees that their church uh, has. They have a three-story apartment building and they host about 10 families at any given time from the refugee camps. And so they're, they're really, it's an integration program where they're seeking to, to love these people in a holistic way to serve all of their needs, first for housing, um, food, and then for language skills and helping train them for job, uh, job skills and for finding work and with all their asylum documents. But there's a spiritual aspect too where they're wanting to impart truth, uh, the truth of the gospel with mm -hmm. them um, in a very natural way. But there's Bible studies, there's various programs that they have to do that. And we've been really heavily involved with, with our local church there in doing this. Um, for the last year or so. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Anything you'd add? Um, with the COVID crisis and ministry opportunities kind of narrowing down, um, it's really been great to be connected with our church. And, and God's really opened new opportunities through that ministry. I've been able to work with the pastor's wife and some other missionaries in starting a micro business mm. for all of the refugee ladies living in the integration house. They may come to our workshops and learn new skills, make something that they can sell, which they need to sell items in order to buy food mm. because they're in a, a difficult situation financially. Mm -hmm. And so God has really blessed that opportunity to, to sit down several days a week with refugee ladies. And um, we, we focus on making projects, doing projects, but in that it is a way that we build community, we hear their stories, we take time to pray for them when they're struggling, which is often because refugees have a lot of um, difficulties that they're facing, a lot of traumas in their, their, their history. And so um, God has just really used that to, to, to minister to those ladies. And it's been amazing to see the women become the breadwinners of the family hmm. in some instances. And so I see it as a way that God's bringing dignity back into their lives after mm. they've lost everything in their home country. Yeah. And um, just work brings that too. And, and just the fellowship that it, it's really become a meaningful time. I think that's, that's opened up the women more to the spiritual input that, are, that is happening uh, through this integration project. So as they're feeling more themselves and able to use their gifts and seeing that we're helping them in a holistic way. And there's a lot of different people involved. They're really seeing the body of Christ at work and, and they're more open to the heartbeat of, of what, what it is we believe. Mm. And so that's been neat to see uh, that, that effect on, yeah. on these people. And it's really an amazing small church. It's probably only 80 people and they're, mm. they're hosting 10 families. Now they get a lot of help from abroad and uh, there's, there's several missionaries that are working to help run that program basically. Mm -hmm. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a, enough for them to, you know, the, the refugees' populations are huge. 
and it can be overwhelming and you wonder where do you start? But it's really a great way to start is to, to really be intentional and to, to choose, basically. They go through an interview process, these folks that, that come into this program, and they commit to certain things. And, and to, to really intentionally focus on a, on a handful, a few, and make a difference there. And these people, in turn, those that are coming to faith, are, are telling their friends and their families. And mm. so it's that multiplication effect. I mean, Jesus only... Tw- chose a dozen. Of course, he had other concentric circles around that. And, and we do too, as far as other ministries that we're, we're building into and, and working with. Mm. But to, as a church, to be very intentional and focus on a small number and, and make an impact, that's pretty special. And it's been really neat to be a part of that. And it's somewhat COVID resistant in a sense, because they were, even though there was a lockdown, there were exemptions given to churches where they could have up to 12 people hmm. meet together. So that's a pretty small group, but once again, the same yeah. size as the disciples. Right. And so we could have 10 of these folks in and, and a couple of us working, um, and then there was some flex on that. But uh, we were able to do a lot, even when under lockdown, to be able wow. to come together. And some of it carried on via Zoom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been a neat, that. neat thing to be a part of. Yeah, um, I know that <clears throat> along the way, as we... Um, have talked about this and, and shared and uh, kind of followed along with your your journey. Uh, we know that there have been, you know, certain individuals that have been um, particularly meaningful to you. And so I'm, I'm curious, you know, maybe without mentioning any names or, or anything, is there, is there, you know, some particular as you're, you're thinking about people you want to get back to see, people that, that have stood out, that you've seen the Lord work in their life, and maybe if there's someone you could share it's about someone in particular without you can make up a name we'll call well we'll call her betty she <laughs> has two sons and she comes from iran and she's an amazing artist she can mm. draw and paint and make anything with her hands and she loves to work she's a very hard worker but um a single mom very difficult past and um but god God has really been working in her heart and in the heart of her sons. Mm-hmm. Their their lives have drastically changed since they moved into the church integration project house. And um, we started a fellowship just for Far- Farsi speakers. Others were invited in too, but it was really focused on reaching them and She's a part of the worship team, hmm. and she'll just weep and cry as she leads us through worship and wow. Farsi. And and just knowing her story and her past and seeing her in that position of such life mm-hmm. in the Spirit, just using her to encourage others, some that are not yet believers. You know, they're still seekers, mm-hmm. and they're, they're seeing her in that role and... Um, so God's using her in amazing ways. So when I see a transformed life from someone that was just completely shattered and broken from the traumas of her past, mm. and then that God has reached down into that darkness and moved her into his marvelous light, and that light radiating out and, and reaching her people, mm. that that makes it worth every sacrifice to be there to to witness that to be a part of that yeah Mm. wow Hmm. 
That's good. I'm thinking of another Persian brother who I got to know early on there when we got to this location three years ago. I'll call him Samir um, from Iran. And he was, he was one of these rare refugees that actually stays in this country. Most people, this is a transit country. They're not wanting to stay there. But he <clears throat> had come to know the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, at somewhere on the journey from Iran to this place. And um, he really felt a burden to stay in this, in this difficult spot. It's not one of the best countries of Europe to stay in. There's not a lot of help for people, um, especially refugees. But he he decided to stay because he saw the need as well to reach his own people, to reach Farsi speakers. And mm. he's made a lot of sacrifices to stay there. And we have we have worked together in different ministries throughout this three years. And and we're just really like brothers. And and I I love this guy. Um, and he has recently helped us uh, like a couple things. Uh, I helped him with with something with a uh, an evangelistic tool. It's, uh, it's called Al Masira. It means the journey in Arabic, and it's a chronological Bible study mm. uh, through the Bible, looking at the so-called prophets of the Bible, um, using that term a little liberal, liberally, but looking at what they said about Christ, how they pointed to Christ, mm. and it's a great, really a great um, tool. And I was able to help get him trained with that. And then he, in turn, has been using that to train really the underground church in his home country. Wow. And he's connected with several leaders there. And, and there's several hundred people that are connected with those guys. And it's just been really cool just to see um, really brothers. I mean, we're, we're fellow brothers just uh, taking the baton, taking the gospel further. And and he's now helped us also at, at our little church mm. with the translation. So neither of us speak Farsi yet. Um, <laughs> a few words, enough to get some laughs in that. But yeah. he's been really instrumental to help us with uh, the little church service thing that we're doing for our, our folks at the integration house mm. uh, from our church. And it's been fun to partner with him and just see how God uses, you know, multinational people together. I mean, Jesus said, when they see the oneness that you have, they will know that the Father has sent me. Mm. And it's it's always r- cool to see that played out in reality. Mm. And so I think of this guy, and there's there's several, several others that we could, I'm sure, come to mind yeah. for both of us. Well, that's um, it's really encouraging, you know. For the, it's it's it, you know, it's one thing to to talk about a, a group of people, you know, as refugees and people that are you know transient, trying to figure out where they're going. But I think as soon as we we realize that each each of these, you know, each individual in this big group has an individual story, and as we hear of you know these individuals that are that are that's happening, and then they're actually going and meeting many other mm-hmm. individuals. Um, you know, it kind of helps us really, you know, be sober Grounded. about it, you know, to really know, wow, this is okay. These are all individual people. So those stories are so encouraging. And I know that you have others. Um, how, so, so speaking of that, as you're considering the people that you've been getting to know, the people you've been ministering to, evangelizing, equipping to do that work as well, 
what are specific ways that, that we could pray for, for, for you both, um, but then also for the, the ministry that's going on there? Um, during lockdown, God enabled me to um, take some art therapy classes, and it was all through the lens of how can we do this with a biblical basis. And so if you, God brings me to mind, please pray that he would enable me to better use these tools to help the refugees who, who deal with so much trauma in their past. Mm -hmm. And I see this affecting their lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I really want to use this biblical based art therapy material to give them tools and 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 being able to process this trauma and it's it's a delicate process and it's um one that i take very seriously because you're dealing with people's hearts and their mm. their lives and um i just i want to be careful and wise but also willing to um step out in faith to see God use this this type of ministry more in, mm. in my ministry mm-hmm. and um, that our church would be open to that as well. I've I've been able to lead a few sessions using paint and dance and mm-hmm. um, but I would I would like to dig a little deeper and and really help um, particularly the ladies. Mm in our, in our integrations house. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always need wisdom, all of us to know where, where to invest, um, who to invest in. And, and that's changing a lot when you're working with refugees typically. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's just for prayer, for discernment on that and for really following the spirit's lead and, um, to, to know where where to spend your time and and where to invest I know that our church is we finished a, they finished a program here this this Almasira thing that I mentioned uh, and they had a great finish wrap up here for the Christmas time and and they wanted to they're wanting to start something further some kind of Bible study with the folks uh, that were coming to that and I've been asked to be a part of that and uh, I'm really pretty excited about that. Um, but now we're dealing with, again, with lockdown and not sure over there they are. Mm-hmm. And so, but just for wisdom to know where, where to invest, just as, as you think of us in general, that's, that's kind of always a changing target. I mean, there's, there's seasons for these different ministries and, and different opportunities and different people. And we just want to be really uh, led by God's spirit in that. So that's, that's kind of an ongoing prayer request yeah um something specific right now we we are trying to renew our visa we've been trying to renew it and and that's a real challenging thing to get in this country um and so uh they're currently supposedly opening up for online to be able to do that and our our lawyer over there is is working on our behalf on that and but it's a it's a very bureaucratic detailed difficult process Mm -hmm. and so uh, we need that to be able yeah. to stay there. Yeah. Uh, we're trusting the Lord with that and his timing, but prayers would be needed there as well. Yeah. Well, uh, church, you're, you're hearing that as a, as a way for us to, to pray on behalf of um, 
you know, dear loved friends uh, at our church, but also um, you know, dear friends of of a church uh, in in another part of the world. That um, uh, you know, I know that. I mean, I I know being if I have to be away from Grace Bible Church for a season, uh, I, I'm so longing to be back, and I'm sure that that is the case for you all as you're thinking of these folks that. Uh, are you able to to maybe stay in in touch with them a little bit while you're over here? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. There, refugees are really good with keeping in touch on cell phones and that with oh, WhatsApp yeah. and this and that. Yeah. Uh, so we we do keep in touch. I mean, it's you know. Yeah, not the same. Not the same, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll certainly be be praying for those things. This this Sunday is going to be um, a, a special. Uh, service. I mean, it's special every Sunday because we're tre- treasuring the gospel of Christ. We're singing of who He is and what He's done. We're mm-hmm. sitting under the Word together. We're praying together. Um, and so, I don't want to diminish any other service. But uh, in the service, we, we will be uh, hearing from from both of you. And of course, we'll be protecting your uh, identities uh, there as, as well. Um, and so, if you're if you're watching that service online, church, there'll be a portion of the of the service where we. Will mute the feed and and not allow their faces to be shown. So please be uh, patient with that, but understand that it's it's for um, great a great purpose. Uh, we also be commissioning another uh, missions team to be to be going, um, and so that'll be a really special and important time for our church body as well. Also, in parent child dedication, um, which you know to to be to be honest, um, the the the. The people that we are, you know, if if you have children, or if you have people that you are intentionally discipling, you know, this is a this is a work of mission. This is a work of evangelization. You Absolutely. know, we are we are evangelizing yeah. our children and those that are entrusted to us, and so um, that's an important thing for our families. And so hmm. um, this is this is real work to be done. You know, that we are as a church committing to. Um, to share the gospel with our children, and so those that are that are will, will be faithfully, you know, presenting their children before the church, uh, not in a salvific way. We're not we're not saying, hey, now they're believers, or we're not saying, you know, we're not going to be baptizing them or anything like that. But we are um, committing to faithfully, as a church, mm-hmm. come alongside these mm-hmm. families as they seek to <clears throat> prayerfully, by God's grace, we hope one day for them to be followers of Christ, and so. Uh, that'll be a that'll be a joy for us to do as a church. So lots going on this Sunday, um, but uh, the Lord is who He is. He is who He says He is uh, in His Word, and so He's always worthy of worship. Always worthy of gathering together with believers, whether that be here or overseas or wherever. When we have uh, the body of Christ that's that's um, that's gathered, it's important for us to to be there to worship the Lord together. So. It's such a blessing to for us to have. Been able to be a part of the fellowship, the body of Christ here at Grace the last couple Sundays and a f- few more coming up. You know, we're not exactly sure when we'll leave, but yeah. it's been really neat to see the the unity, I think, that I've seen, the unity and the blessing of that. You know, the yeah. Psalms talk about how good it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And mm-hmm. we've really seen that and experienced that. And it's just been a joy for us to be a part of that. So yeah. we're we're appreciating this time back here with y'all. Yeah, well, we're enjoying it as well. Um, so good to see y'all. And um, I got to see uh, the other a couple weeks ago. Uh, you were talking to someone else, and then you came down and talked to me, and mm-hmm. um, I just was so overjoyed to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, anyway, just so grateful that y'all are here. And 
uh, we're looking forward to worshiping together this Sunday. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for this opportunity, too. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah.